Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to let you know about a free mini training that I offer. It's called Three Secrets to Attract the Right Clients. Go grab it at theprosperousphotographer.com forward slash three hyphen secrets. Now welcome to the show. Welcome to today's podcast. My dogs are sitting behind me. So if you hear a bark out of nowhere, (laughs) that's them. So we're settled in. I am at last sitting at a clean desk in my new apartment. And on that note, I will start what I've really been wanting to do for a long time. And that is to explain what my new marketing, my easy marketing program that's coming up. I've been working on a course really since last, I don't think March or April, I started writing an outline for this course. There's four pillars to it. And I really wanted to encompass everything that I've learned over the years. So it's been, I don't know, 15 or 20 years that I've been working with Keith and his photography business. And Obviously, more than that, more than you know, thirty-something years, I've been an entre- working with entrepreneurs, building their businesses, and myself. I've also been an entrepreneur during this whole time period as well. So I have a ton of experience that I feel is being wasted by not talking about it. When we transitioned to France, we jumped off the crazy merry-go-round of our life where we were running multiple photography businesses and we had teenage kids and it was very hectic and absolutely fun and rewarding and we loved our photography businesses, but it came time to transition our lives and really be present as our kids were pretty much getting ready to head off to college and realizing, you know, a time is flying by and we really need to spend more quality time with them like to be present so we decided to shift our business and we moved to france which some of you may know and if you follow me on instagram you know that we recently moved from the south of france to paris so just to get you caught up to speed uh, two years it's actually been literally two years since i moved to france and it has been fantastic like we transitioned our businesses we are still actively working in the united states we have our businesses working other photographers working with us and for us and so we continue to work there but it was really important for us to for keith who also obviously he's along for this ride too so he has transitioned he's teaching street photography is his passion he can be found at Keith M. Pitts on Instagram, and you'll see his fantastic street photography. So he's decided his next chapter was teaching street photography workshops in Paris. So what a perfect fit. And here we are in France, and I'm sure he'll expand that to other places in Europe. But for now, he's a specialist in Paris, and he's out pounding the pavement every single day, taking fantastic photos, amazing photos, and documenting the city inside and out. And then for me, really have had this mission in me for a long, long time. And really, you know, without getting too sad or <laughs> going uh, too personal here, but my mother died, hard to believe, four years ago, because it was right before COVID started. And there was something, of course, when my mother died, I recognized that there was something within her that was left unfulfilled, that she was an extremely intelligent woman. She had a great career, but yet I felt, especially as she got older, I don't feel that she lived a thousand percent the life that she wanted to live. So it made me reflect and I thought, you know, if this woman could do a few things differently, she may have, you know, she may have, but I don't know that she had the opportunity to make different 
you know, choices in her life. But I felt sad. I mean, it was very sad. I was obviously devastated that my mother died. But beyond that, to see a woman die in her early 70s and possibly not, there's one of the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> one of the dogs I was talking about <laughs> doing a little barking anyway I just realized that my mother I don't think was lived her life to its fullest so which made me reflect and think you know what I need to live my life to the fullest and what that means for me right now is transitioning from actively running multiple photography businesses to sharing the information that I have learned over the years prior to having photography businesses, everything that I've learned as an entrepreneur and working with entrepreneurs and small business owners for the last, geez, I graduated from college in 1991. So from 91 until 2024, I have a wide range of experience of things that I feel that I need to share because I realized that a lot of business owners, especially small business owners, and I'll even speak specifically to women-owned photography businesses, there's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of trying things, making mistakes. There's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of under-earning. There's just a lot of things that, you know, if you knew the person you were going to become so many years back and, and you could live from that place now, instead of having to go through all the hurdles and all the obstacles and all the things that kind of get in your way. I'm sure a lot of us would do that. Like if we could, if you could get to where you wanted to be faster, I'm sure most of us would take that opportunity. So that's what I wanna do is provide as much information as I can so that people can bridge that gap that they can actually get to, again, I'll specifically use photography here, that you can create that business, create a sustainable business on your own terms that works for your life, that creates the income that you want, that creates the environment that you want. And I have a lot of examples, like it was, oh my goodness, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when Keith and I decided like, look, we're going to take a month every summer off with our kids. And when we decided this, we had probably two nickels to rub together. It was when we were still in debt and we just beginning to kind of recreate our lives and recreate our professional lives. But it was that, that it was right after the busy season, right after, you know, the holiday season, all the holidays, the family sessions, the weddings. And we just decided, look, we were spending a lot of time away from our kids and we really want to kind of make that up to them, if that's the right way to say it. We're sacrificing a lot. Of course, we have to, every parent does this, they have to work. So they're obviously away from their kids a lot. But I think photographers in certain professions definitely spend an inordinate amount of time, I can't even say that word, away from their kids and their families on weekends. So we did miss a lot of things and we wanted to make that up to our kids. So we decided that every summer that we were going to spend a month together as a family somewhere hopefully somewhere exciting and exotic. You know, living in Phoenix, it's hotter than a million degrees. So it's really hard to enjoy Phoenix in the summer because you can barely be outside unless you're submerged in a swimming pool. So we made a point that we were going to, going to spend quality time in a new place every year. So our first destination was Paris. How ironic that we end up here, but it was also Paris that ended up on our dream board. So there's a lot of things that, a lot of seeds that we planted even when we would never have known that anything like this would be possible. So without fast forwarding and going back and forth too much, I'll say that that summer or prior to that summer, we decided that from now on, we're going to spend a month of quality time with our kids every year. We only have 18 summers with each child. We need to make the most of them. So that was our promise to ourselves and to our family that we were going to do this. And we stuck to it. I mean, every single year without exception, we spent a month away. It could be three weeks, it could be five weeks, but it was pretty much a month away every summer. And that's one of those, those items that I'm talking about. When you create your own business, when you get to decide 
And like I said, we did not have two pennies to rub together at that point when we decided that. So let's say that was like, it was right after the busy season. So let's say it was just before Christmas, we decided that. So we had to decide how we were going to make this happen. And that's exactly what we put our, our minds to. And we hired a business coach. We hired somebody that helped us specialize. We hired someone that made, we hired someone that helped us see things that we weren't able to see for ourselves. And again, we did not have the money for this, but we knew at that time that that was, what we were doing was not working. So if we didn't hire someone to help us see through the woods of what we could do better, we had the talent, we had the organization, we were under earning and we needed to figure out why. So we needed to figure that out quickly because we wanted to spend that month away. We wanted to have enough money put aside, you know, budgeting as a photographer when that's solely, that's our sole income for all these years has been photography. So for us budgeting and making sure that we had enough money to last 12, even though you might make most of the money in like three or four months of like busy, busy seasons, we had to make that money last. And on top of that, we wanted to be able to support ourselves and be away for a month. So we had a, a heavy lift, but it was something that again, we get to define because we own our own business. So that was something that we made very, very important. Quality time with our kids, spending time away and come hell or high water, we are going to find the money, we are going to create this money and we are going to make this happen. Now I can't say if we didn't put that goal out there for us, would we, would we have floundered a little bit? Would we have still created a successful business as fast? I don't know, I can't answer that question. But I know that because we had that North Star, that, that goal of spending one month, the month of July in Paris, that summer, that that made us highly, highly motivated to figure out how to create our business and put it on a path to reach that goal for ourselves. So that's just an example of using that big outcome that you want, but deciding you want something and creating it. Back to what I think my mission is. <laughs> my, my mother unfortunately dies. I'm left with the feeling that I don't want that to be me. I, have a, I want to leave a legacy. I have all of this information that I'm sitting on. I'm, so I've been working for, you know, obviously since I'm 15, like most kids, they have a teenager job when they're a teenager and fast forward through college and multiple careers. And here I am, you know, running these photography businesses with Keith and we have decided that we're moving to France. So how is this transition going to happen? And I am not just going to walk away from these businesses and not share this information with other photographers that I know are going through the same thing, the same exact things that I've gone through. So why wouldn't I want to share that information? And if I can create an opportunity to help someone jump over <laughs> all the obstacles faster than we did, then I want to do that. So back to where I started at the beginning of this podcast, I'm really good at digressing. And that's also something that I got from my mom. Going backwards to earlier in 2023, I decided to sit down and start writing a course. It basically has four pillars as it relates to pretty much a, an easy marketing plan and, and understanding why we were successful. Like when you really stop and, and take a look at how you operate your business, and then you hear or see how other photographers are running their businesses. And then you kind of start piecing it together like, oh, okay, well, we do this differently or, or they do that differently. And believe me, there's a lot of talented photographers, a lot of talented photographers. And unfortunately, not all of them are running successful businesses. It's kind of like makes me upset. <laughs> I just want to reach out and help them and say, you have all the talent. Now you just need to run your business. 
when I met Keith, he was still the talented, obviously he was, has been a talented photographer for a very long time, but he was a talented photographer that did not have a successful business. Recognizing that he's sitting on all this talent, then how can we get him to fast forward to having a successful business? So when we first met, you know, more than 20 something years ago, I helped him and I guided him and, and we worked on all his processes and, and got him set up to have a solid foundation so that he could grow and that he could prosper as a photographer. Having a successful photography business is like pushing this massive rock up a hill because there's so many obstacles to creating a successful photography business and I completely understand why so many people walk away from it. And what we've seen over the years is that especially with COVID or go back to even the 2008 housing crisis, whatever big recessions or almost depressions or horrific <laughs> health things have like, like COVID that happened, somehow we've managed to survive. When I say somehow, it's not a somehow. We survived because we had the foundation and we, we had the wherewithal and we had the business skills including the marketing skills, to ride these storms. They weren't easy. They weren't easy for anyone. If your business is built on a solid foundation, the likelihood of you surviving these economic catastrophes and, and catastrophes beyond your control are much better when your business is built on a solid foundation. So these are things that I'm carrying with me and there's so much more that I want to add in. But as I'm doing the research over the years and as I'm reading about marketing and as I'm reading and understanding more about photography and photography businesses, I come across certain things that really define, I think, our approach to marketing. And that's what I put together for this course. I've given it a name and I'm calling it the cocktail party effect marketing method. There's a term that was originally coined by a man named Colin Cherry. He was a cognitive scientist at the Imperial College London in the 1950s. In a more specific terms, it refers to our ability to focus our attention on a single stimulus while filtering out a range of other stimuli such as noise. So that's the overall premise. The, the cocktail effect theory was founded by a scientist. So the more I'm reading about this, this theory and I'm thinking, okay, well, that's how it applies. Like if you, it's almost like when you're, if you have children, your child cries and you're in a crowded toy store or you're on the playground, you can hear your child amongst all the other children. So you're probably thinking right now, like, okay, how on earth does this theory that a scientist in London in the 1950s, how does that relate to photography marketing? That is a really good question and one that I've studied and one that I've sat with for a while. And after reading about this incredibly cool study, I began to think about how that relates to photography, specifically marketing for photographers. And this light bulb went off. <laughs> and I realized that most of the success in our photography business is due to the fact that we were able to stand out in a crowded market and connect with our clients. So many people have the same work you have. Excellent, excellent work, great photography, same style, same gorgeous wedding photos or headshots or event photos, just gorgeous photography. So why would you stand out amongst your competitors? Everyone loves to say they can't stand out because the market's so crowded, like how could I ever stand out? There's just too many photographers. That's a question I hear a lot of photographers ask out loud. My city has so many great photographers. Why would someone choose me? 
relate, you know, reading about this study and understanding that, hey, this is kind of what we've been doing for a really long time. And now I want to explain how other photographers can do this as well. So understanding how our potential clients could focus on us and somehow manage to ignore the sea of other photographers that might do the same job that we would became the center of my focus. Using the original study as my premise, I began to analyze my clients that were the guests at the cocktail party and other photographers that are the cacophony and the background noise that my clients ignore while only focusing on my business. The cocktail party effect marketing method is my simple, simple marketing strategy for photographers based on what I deem to be the reason we found so much success. So if my clients are the guests at the cocktail party, the other photographers that are out there in my city or internationally, however you market yourself, the other photographers are just background noise. They're the cacophony, they're the background noise. All these photographers are not even registering with them. It's like they don't even see them. They only see us. These potential clients can only see me. They only want to book me. And they aren't just clients. They're ideal clients. Even more importantly, these aren't just, we're not trying to book low-hanging low fruit. We want our ideal clients, the people that love to work with you and you love to work with them. The cocktail party effect marketing method helps, helps you become the photographer that only your potential clients can see. Hmm, right? This sounds, is this oversimplified? Is this complicated? What on earth is this woman <laughs> talking about? So why can they only see you? Because we understood our customers so deeply, we could position ourselves as the photographer they wanted to work with by serving them with rele the relevant information that they wanted. This information was as it related to their photography needs. We could speak directly to them through storytelling, through strong images, through our integrity. We engaged with them and invited them into our quote cocktail party. Our marketing strategy was all about them. I didn't know it at the time. I did not know this while we were doing it. I did not put these pieces together until I read about this study. And our clients, they only had eyes for us. I find this fascinating. And not only are they loyal clients, they also become your number one referral source. And again, this is really just a surface level description, but it is the basis of my easy marketing framework. It all starts right here you standing out amongst your competition. And I know you've probably thought this before. Well, hey, we just said it. I need to stand out. You already know that. You know that you need to stand out. But how do you stand out? That's the question that you need to answer. And then once you can answer that, and once all of your marketing materials and all of your words and your photographs and your all your efforts are put towards this client, this client that you want to work with, the client that will become the catalyst. When I say the client, because we're going to define the client, but the client becomes the catalyst to creating this business that becomes a sustainable, long-term, prosperous photography business. I'll leave, it, I'll leave it with this, and then I will go into much more detail. But our marketing strategy was all about our clients. It's all about them, and it all starts here. Thanks for listening, guys. I will talk to you soon. And anyway, thank you so much for listening.